0: I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. It's Wednesday. I am here with Joy Behar. It's an uh, inauspicious beginning because there, there was a lunch problem. You know, you were hungry after the show. We were going to eat lunch in here, and the soup was not up to par.
1: No. Why do I eat soup anyway? I I don't don't want soup. Your mood has a lot
0: to do with what your snack or lunch is. I'm a child. Yes.
1: You know, I'm like a toddler. If you don't feed me, my brain doesn't work.
0: Right. So we provided food, and we were excited about it. We were discussing, is it rude to eat during the podcast? We said, no, it's fine. We eat on the show all the time. All right, that's enough on this topic. All right, we'll move on. But I'm just saying, (laughs) I was disappointed in the soup. Yeah, I'm sorry. It it didn't live up to it. On the other hand, today you are wearing a denim jean jacket. Now, jean jacket joy usually <laughs> means good things for the show. Why? I don't know. You have a different energy when you're jean jacket joy. Is that so? Yeah, I think so. I so think I it's... went
1: from a toddler, now I'm a teenager.
0: Yeah, you're a teenager. I yeah, say I... Okay. Yeah, but um, I... you like the jean jacket.
1: I do. I have a couple at home, too.
0: All right. Well, talking about style, yesterday on the show was the Halloween show. Oh, yeah. Um, you dressed as Cruella DeVille. Right. It was amazing. You nailed it. Um, did you like your costume?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a fun costume. It was cute. There was something on social media about it, which I wish you had put on the show because, you know, my dog happens to be a star on social media. Well, Bernie. social media is
0: is its own animal too I mean like it's not a it's not a lesser thing to be on social media but yes people loved it it's um, not
1: a lesser thing
0: not anymore not in 2023 you're social kidding. media is, rules the world
1: oh well, I didn't know that so maybe when I leave the view I should become a social media person
0: I, I think you could do a lot worse I mean you know it, <laughs> it worked for Tucker Carlson kind of not um, really <laughs> but you're referring to uh, the bit we did with uh, Cruella and Bernie Behar who yeah. had a uh, tremendous he took better notes than any of you ever do when, when you act I thought he was wonderful. <laughs> He
1: did take a note. He's very smart.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out on our social media. But uh, did you get good feedback from people about the the costume? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody's nobody
0: mentioned it. Nobody mentioned it. No. Really? You didn't no. get a note? No one texted you and said, "Hey, you look great today." No. No. Not
1: right. one person.
0: All right. Well, listen. I you know... should
1: have done it. At least I would have felt like somebody was I, watching. Yeah, I
0: was done talking about Halloween with you after the show. Oh. So the the, sh- the taping ran long as it often does, and oh. you were less than thrilled about oh, that horror. fact. And um, I, my wife was here because my daughter was one of the Taylor Swifts. Yeah. So my wife Heather was here, and I thought, Joy's mad at me. You know what I'll do? I'll bring Heather with me as a human shield <laughs> so she won't yell at me in front of my wife. That did not well, work. I did.
1: It wasn't that I was yelling at you. I was complaining that we were going into 7, 8, going into golden time. Yes. And I had gotten up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes, no,
0: it was a very long day. There was no excuse for it. But um, I really just for some reason thought that the presence of my wife would stop me from it getting didn't. yelled it she didn't didn't at. She just agreed with me. No, she sat and agreed with you. The two of you ganged up on me. <laughs> it was really, I did not see that coming. But uh, that's my fault. Yeah. All right. Well, Halloween is over until next year. Um, and we'll, we'll be here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked also about uh, Kim Kardashian on the show today. Now, you met her early in her reality TV career when she came on The View often. Now she's this business mogul. Do you think your opinion of her has evolved over time?
1: I like the Kardashian girls. I interviewed them on another show that I had. I liked Chloe a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she's a good talk show guest. Do you think people underestimate the Kardashians, Kim in particular?
1: Well, we we used to people who become successful in this country – because they have a certain talent that they do. They can right. sing, they can dance, they can tell jokes. They don't do any of that. <laughs> and yet they're extremely popular and But famous. she's
0: obviously a very impressive businesswoman. I mean, she's obviously yeah. tapped into something where people follow everything they do. Yeah,
1: but that's also connected to her show, which is what what makes her a good businesswoman. If she didn't have that show, no one would buy whatever those things are called. that she, Or buy this new uh, contraption it's where, your, where yeah. your nipples are showing. Fake nipples, by the way. Yes, are showing instead of just a flat, smooth breast.
0: This morning, when the hot topics list went out, um, Sonny responded, "I really like that topic, but if I can't, if we're not going to be allowed to say nipples more than twice, it's not worth doing." <laughs> yeah. I, I, I underestimated how often you would say nipples. I think there were <laughs> ten to fifteen mentions. Well, that of the was word the topic.
1: Nipples. It was the topic. You, that was the topic. Once it know? was
0: established, we could have just kept moving on. But yeah. Yeah, all right. Well,
1: then what would you refer to them as? I think once you establish appendages, what it was— Appendages? Appendages. No. Appendages, which are located at the end of your breast.
0: I'm not saying you can't say the word nipples. I'm saying you just didn't have to say keep saying it over, so and, over and over and over again. I did. I did.
1: It's it's an impossible thing to overcome.
0: <sighs> I think you're right. It was a four-minute segment. I think you said it 27 times, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, all right, so we had a bunch of guests on the show today, and that's always a, a balance of how much hot topics, how
1: many guests. Yeah. Today, I think we we had a good mix uh-huh. of topics. Uh, the, the, because the, because uh, Kinsinger yeah. can talk to the hot topics of what's going on in the world right now w- without just us talking.
0: Right, him. this is Adam Kinzinger, who is someone a Republican that you've come along to liking quite a bit, and that's a short list of people. Why do you I, like I him? I like a
1: lot of Republicans, especially the ones who see the who see what's true. People who don't make up stories, you know, like this, these uh, like our Alyssa, for example, our own Alyssa. Yes. I like her very much. Mm-hmm. The other girl, um, Olivia Troy. Yeah. These women have come around. Yeah, they've Even seen Michael Cohen. Has, yeah. He went to jail and now he's saying the right stuff. I, I don't care what they did before as long as they get it eventually.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, so Kinsiger called our new speaker of the house, Mike Johnson. A Jim Jordan who wears a suit jacket. <laughs> that, that's pretty yeah. uh, you No, know, well, He has this poetic.
1: moderate, this modest look about him, you mm-hmm. know, like a Mr. Peepers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yet, and yet when it comes right down to you, scratch the surface, he's really just another fascist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you agree he's basically the same as Jim Jordan so far?
1: Jim Jordan is even worse. Right. Okay, In so. a certain way, because Jim, I don't know, I don't know they're both awful. I don't know which is worse.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll find out over time yeah. now that he's got the job. It's about
1: the policies. It's not about their personalities or what they look like. Right. But this one comes across like he's like a mild-mannered Republican librarian. And then you find out that he hates this and he hates that. And he wants to stop these rights and those rights. So, no, we don't go for that.
0: Yeah. Well, every once in a while, someone surprises us in a positive way. Maybe we'll get lucky. You know,
1: I was, my husband and I were talking this morning about how much hatred there is in the world right now.
0: Yeah, it's really This one scary. hates
1: that. This one ha- I, I've never experienced this much hatred in, in the country like this in right. my life. I mean, we had a hard time during the Vietnam War. War, you know, and all about boys about being called up, and there was a there was an actual conscription going on, and people had to go mm-hmm. if you were of age. So you know, Steve, my husband was in the National Guard. I knew guys who went to Vietnam. Those were treacherous and terrible times, but the whole world was not on fire. It was that particular spot, right, right now. It seems like there's all this anti-Semitism going on and blaming the Jews for things that they did not start.
0: Yeah, no, of in course, my it's, opinion. it's absolutely awful. And then and, uh, and I,
1: I don't like all the hatred. It's very upsetting.
0: I think it's probably amplified by social media and things like that.
1: Yes, we're living in very treacherous times and partly it's because of social media, notwithstanding the fact that I could be the queen of social media. Sure. If I were to so throw my hat in the ring.
0: Yes, of course. But you That's what not you said. To.
1: Yes, I think and so. And my dogs, and my little dog, too. Yeah.
0: How does the hatred in the world now compare to how it felt after, like, the Boston Tea Party? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you should know. You were there, too.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I love those. Uh, yeah. I love those jokes. I know. Yeah. You dating Lincoln? That's fine.
1: I used to do it to Barbara. Now you do it to me. Yes.
0: It's just, That's uh, right, I mean. use your own material. I'm uh, in good company. Yeah, you are.
1: We all dated Lincoln at one point. Sure.
0: Someday <laughs> I'll get to.
2: Quick. What's something that works so well, it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Those little vacuums that scoot around doing all the work for you? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind millions of businesses of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for
3: a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/view. Just go to Indeed.com/view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: <laughs> um, all right, on the show today, yeah, Sophia Coppola was here. Um, yeah. tremendous director promoted her new film, Priscilla, which is all about Elvis and Priscilla Presley's relationship. Her father is the iconic director, Francis Ford Coppola. And I heard that the relationship that Sophia had with her dad makes you jealous. Tell me about that. It makes me jealous, yeah.
1: Well, you know, I always think that jealousy is a good way to. Look at yourself and say, why are you so jealous of that person? What is it that they have that you want and how do I get it? Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's not possible because I was not born with a father like Francis Ford Coppola. My father was a, a decent father, but he was a gambler right. and he he had no influence to help me. Right. My family was very good to me. My aunts and uncles all encouraged me to sing and dance and be the actress and blah, blah, blah. And they gave me all that confidence. I always say they gave me everything but an agent.
0: So but do you think you have gifts <laughs> that weren't developed because you didn't have someone like that? I think it like would have been to...
1: easier for me right. if I had a role model who would show me the ropes. There was nobody to show me the ropes. I was on my own even. But the good news is I had all the support from my family. Yeah. My mother used to say, you do whatever you, you may your dreams come true. And they meant it. Yeah. They really did mean it in my family. But I did not have anywhere to go. So that's why a lot of it, I was a woman of my times. You know, I got married in, uh, in the 60s. Mm-hmm uh women i sort of missed the sexual revolution which i resent to this day <laughs> but i also missed the feminist revolution in a way when i was in my 20s if i were born 10 years later i think i would have been a different person
0: it's interesting yeah i i mean there is definitely something to be said for character building experiences by not having someone to show yes. you the ropes so i yes. would imagine you have taken so much from being fired from right. different places yeah. and uh you know really figuring things out and and granted Sophia, by all, all accounts, also she's
1: wonderful, yeah. and she's a nepo baby mm-hmm. that basically did what she had to do, like Jane Fonda. There are some who absolutely go past their families. That's how good they are. Yeah. So I don't hold a grudge to that. We do hold a grudge when two people have a leg up and they have no no ability.
0: Right. Right. No, and they I...
1: get successful. Those I'm not jealous of. Yeah. I'm only jealous of the ones who actually. Have the leg up, right. and use it,
0: right? Because so I
1: admire it. You wish your than... father
0: made movies about gamblers instead of exactly being one. That yes. would have been good. Yeah, no, but he go. didn't. No. But as
1: you say, I have other skills because of the way I think I was so raised. too, and I
0: worry. I worry about that because my children are uh, not. I wouldn't say coddled. Finding it too easy. It's a little easier for yeah. them than it yeah. was for me, and you know, my kids both want to like you know sing and dance and act and stuff like that, and they yeah. think it's an easy thing because hey, they met Whoopi Goldberg last week, and they they yeah. can do this and that, and. It, it kind of skews reality a little bit. So it, yeah. it's something to keep an eye on, I think.
1: Well, meeting Whoopi Goldberg has not really helped me in my other career. No. <laughs> so tell them that. I will. Say, so you're going to have to do it on your own, even when you meet Whoopi Goldberg. I think I think they'd be
0: happy to uh, have your career, too. All right. Well, uh, speaking of Priscilla and, and Elvis. Now, were you into Elvis?
1: I, oh, I said it on the air today. Mm-hmm. Elvis was popular at the same time that James Dean from Rebel Without a Cause, sure. in case of there are people here who don't know what I'm talking about, was popular. And James Dean was shy, soft-spoken, mm-hmm. very, very handsome, very, very talented, and he was my guy. Right. Elvis was sh- shoving out his pelvis. Yes. And with the hair, greasy black hair that scared me. Mm-hmm. He'd have a motorcycle jacket on. I thought he was way too sexual. When I was a kid, I was mm-hmm. a teenager. And that felt bad. Yeah. That felt scary, et cetera. To the point
0: where you didn't enjoy the music either, or you were just. No,
1: I liked his music. Yeah. You ain't nothing but a hound don't crying all the time.
0: All right. Uh, oh that's interesting so he was too sexually threatening
1: very sexually threatening
0: yeah you're able to sit in the podcast studio with me and you're fine <laughs> strange yeah you were right. the
1: opposite of yes that. I'm aware but you're neither he nor James <laughs> Dean <laughs> I'm, I'm my own brand um, maybe you're more like Jimmy Dean who sell, sold all the sausages yeah that sounds right that sounds right <laughs> Uh, you, People think that I'm mean to you sometimes in these podcasts, but you provoke it. You yes, see what you I did. I do. I know. But you I do. See in you a way, you yeah. see what you did there. You see what you did there. So I'd like to say to the listening audience, he is provoking me. Yes. I no. am not mean to him. No,
0: it's a setup. Yes. Yeah, it's a setup. It's a setup, and then everyone feels bad. To for make me. me
1: look bad and him yeah. look like the victim. Yeah,
0: poor we're not O'Brien. buying that.
1: We're not buying that.
0: All right, this is all coming out. Um, <laughs> all right, so. You asked Sophia about why she says it's still hard to get movies greenlit after all of her success, and we've heard a few women say that. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that's the case? Listen,
1: I think it's hard for anybody to get anything I think you're right, yeah. It's it's hard for women in particular, of course, but— because men run every industry. Until women are running the industries, we're never going to get really the, uh, that far along as men are.
0: You look at, we had Greta Gerwig on here earlier this yes, year. And then, good for her. And good then Barbie, her. the biggest movie. Yes. Um, so you... Well,
1: that will, that will give her... Look, when I made a movie with Nora Ephron years mm-hmm. ago called um, L- um, This Is My Life. I was talking to Sophia about it today. And... Um, she said to me, if this movie makes money, they'll let me make another one. So that's the key. So you have to make like a small movie first and make it big. Remember that thing that they did in the woods? What was it called? Uh, it was a mystery and they just had a small camera.
0: Oh, uh, Blair Witch Project. The
1: Blair Witch mm-hmm. Project. And I thought that was interesting. They just took their cameras and that thing became a sensation. Right. You can do that now. Put it on Instagram or put it on YouTube or someplace. Right. And maybe somebody will pick it up. And You were friends with Nora Ephron, right? Yes, I was.
0: Yeah. that She's so talented, and uh, I never met her. But uh, She
1: was not just talented. She was a whirlwind. Yeah. She had parties that were—I mean, I went to one party at her house where Steve was sitting with Spielberg. I was sitting with a bunch of losers, but she was, he was <laughs> sitting with Spielberg. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. And she also would tell you how to cook, what to cook, how to decorate your house, what kind of car to buy. I mean, she was one of those people.
0: If you're a certain age—I think if you're my age or a little bit older or a little bit younger— she shaped your entire ideas about romance and dating and things like that from those movies she wrote. It, yeah. It's really, it was actually like incredibly impactful. The yeah. When Harry Met Sally's and Sleepless in Seattle's. and you never and saw those. You've got, I know it's not your type of thing. I never saw
1: those. I saw yeah. Heartburn, yeah. which is a great film, which mm-hmm. didn't get the press that it should have. Right. Heartburn's a good movie. Those are all right. Yeah. You said you never saw them. How do you know? <laughs> I've seen clips. I'll have what she's having and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: they're, 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 when Harry Met Sally's a, a tremendous film. Yeah. All right. Um, You've been speaking of, of of great writers. You've been very busy working on your play, yeah. Bonkers in the Burrows this week. It's
1: five plays.
0: Five plays. They're I five apologize. short plays. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say this has added a little bit of agita to your day to day life.
1: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody who bought tickets because we've been sold out for two weeks already. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So you can't really come anymore. So, uh, but I'll still talk about it. Yeah. Because it was. It's been a very interesting. Uh, uh, I have a director,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm watching the way she does it. Yeah. Because I'm going to do that next. Oh, that's I'm cool. going to direct something next because I I think I can do that. Yeah. See, that's what I was talking about when so I if said your father was a director. I, you'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. I was. That's why I said I was jealous. Only be, I never thought of it before until yeah. I until now because I see that I'm in a position to write and possibly direct my own. Right. work. Right, and it's
0: intimidating having not. Been able yeah. to see this. Yeah. I mean, I
1: said to her, Did you watch what he was doing? Mm-hmm. And she said, Well, yeah, I did, you know? And then I was talking about Nora Ephron again. I said, Well, Nora, that was the first time she ever directed right. anything. And she also had a, 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 what do they call that? A DP, mm-hmm. which is the director, director of photography. Of photography. Yeah. They know about the shots. They know what to do, but you need a good DP. If it's a comedy, they have to know when to get the laugh and all of that. And you end up basically directing the actors.
0: You should have uh, Steve call his friend Steven Spielberg and ask you to tag along. I think this would be good.
1: (laughs) For some reason, I think Steven Spielberg might have ghosted my
0: husband. You think so? (laughs) I can't imagine why. Um, All right. Well, I mean, so this is obviously a lot of work. Why do you feel the need to do it?
1: What, would I do my plays? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a creative person. I've always been, uh, you know, when I was, last years at Phyllis Diller, I went to visit her in her house in um, Brentwood. Yes. And uh, there were paintings all over the place. I went there with Lily Tomlin to visit Phyllis Diller. Wow, it was like a, that's amazing. It was a brilliant, brilliant move. Loved it. Yeah. And she had a big statue or a photograph, a painting of Bob Hope and the thing, and it was all about her career. So every painting had a price tag on it. She was selling them from her house. So I said to her, what made you start painting? And she said, well, when I stopped doing stand-up, I started writing and it didn't work for me, so I started painting. That is the story about creative people. Right? They will, if you can't do this, I will do that. You don't want me to paint, I'm going to write. You don't want me to write, I'm going to paint. Or whatever else you can figure.
0: There's a fire burning that has to be... There's a creative fire, Mm -hmm. which
1: that is the thing that I've always had.
0: Right. And that's probably why you're as successful as you are.
1: Well, I'm successful at some things and I'm not at other things. I've also learned that you can't be good at everything. And not everybody's going to like what you do.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm excited for you. I, I hope it's a great success. I tried to get a ticket and was not able to because it was well, sold out. Well, you didn't.
1: You waited too long.
0: I waited too long. Who, yeah. who do? I, I forgot know. the power of the the podcast selling all these yeah, tickets for you. That's
1: right. When everybody's talking about it, you'll have nothing to say. I know.
0: I know. Well, I'm yeah. going to tell you you were brilliant, and you'll just <laughs> not, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, So I'm going to give yeah. a, little, a little special uh, insight here. You are not going to be on the show tomorrow no. or Friday. No,
1: I'm taking it off so that I can concentrate on this other thing for the yeah. two days.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'll be back next week.
0: Yes. And we but will...
1: I, I, I thought to myself, it's pre- self-preservation, darling.
0: It's self-preservation for me, too, frankly. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, tomorrow on the show, we have a very special episode where Sarah will be sitting down with the hosts of The Squeeze podcast, Taylor Lautner and his wife, Taylor Lautner, they have the same name, and Taylor Lautner, one of them dated Taylor Swift. So I think we'll be talking about three Taylors on You're the not show tomorrow. Be doing
1: your own podcast,
0: Sarah's going to do it instead. Because, Why? What do you need a break? No, these are celebrities, and they don't want to sit with me.
1: They'll sit with Sarah. They'll sit with Sarah Hands. Yeah. What makes you think the rest of us want to sit with you? <laughs> You're contractually obligated. Just kidding out there. Don't turn see on see me. how mean she is. All right. Thank you,
0: everybody. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>